Podcast episode sixty-seven. They call him Slim. Paperkeg.com. Welcome. Site that's never updated outside of podcast posting. Working on an article right now. I don't believe it. Entitled "How the New Fifty Two Has Disappointed Me." Uh, Paperkeg Podcast. We talk about industry news. The books we're reading. We do a book club. Jim Starlin, Infinity Gauntlet. And we'll read your letters to close out the show. Your actual real life letters. Best part of the show. Um, welcome. Thanks for checking us out. You know? Maybe you found us in the top ten iTunes podcasts of all time. Hall of Fame. We're up there. We're number two, I think. The Essentials uh, line. You're in the no Skype zone right now. No Skype. I like that. Did you just coined that? Uh, I did. Uh, let's go around the room, because you're, you're checking this podcast out. You don't know what we're about. You don't know who we are. Let's go to... Published writer, internet TV star, black, Mark Farrington. What up, people? Good to be back. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me in my own paper keg den. In your own home. Uh, unpublished, nobody. By choice. <laughs> he is available to guest host on your podcast free of charge. He's the Megan Mullally of uh, Paper Cake. I don't know what that means, but yes. He is putting together a comic book that will break your face in half when it's out. It's true. With at Fiendsta on the Twitter. Jonesy loves beer. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for having me once again in your hearts and in your ears. Thank happy, you. happy, big, big, happy birthday, Jersey! Thirty oh, years yeah. old. Oh yeah, this is posting on my thirtieth birthday. Congratulations! Eight forty-five this morning. How does it feel? Uh, it feels a lot like my late twenties and er, and my early thirties. Mm. Nice. But uh, yeah. my my wife, uh, you know, you guys all attended my thirtieth birthday party. Uh, you know, except for Slim, because he was in San Diego. Sure. And my wife, uh, big props to her, bought me a brand new kegerator. Oh boy! For my birthday. So, great lady. Thank you. Barely got my family home that day. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying life in your thirties. Us twenty-year-olds will kick back and feel good. Twenty-year-olds. What are you like? Twenty-nine for another seven days? As a matter of fact, I am. <clears throat> we have another host. Uh, if we could get to him, finally, as the music runs out. Um, probably the second greatest host in the history of the show. 
I think. You are a connoisseur of fine comic books. Thank you. I, you yeah. experiment. I do. In a lot of ways. I, I get out there. I put myself out there for you know my heart to open up to new stuff. You know, you will contact creators on Twitter just like out of nowhere. I love them. You know, you try to be BFFs. They're people too. They, need, they need love. Ivan Brandon tweeted me back today. Really? What did he say? He was... Uh, what con- did you say? I'm sorry. What did you say well, first? Uh, let me tell you my little story. He tweeted out he was buying a bag off of Amazon.com, a map, canvas map bag. And uh, he was like, so should I go with the black or should I go with the sage in quotes? And I'm like, Ivan, you you go with the sage and you call it sage. Don't be all, you know, femme and, and be afraid that you're gay because you call it sage. He's like, I'm going to call it green when I, after I own it. He's like, I, and I said, I hope Amazon.com calls you and makes you say the word sage over the phone. <laughs> so they make sure you get the order right. And he didn't tweet me back, but he tweeted me once. Ivan Brandon. You know, he's putting together some kind of some new comic thing. He's teasing it on Twitter. Yeah, he is. It's called Slanted Comics. Do you remember what it's called? Off Center, maybe? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, I know he went to Cuba recently. Cuba. Maniac. <laughs> That's all I know. What an odd statement that is. I don't, it's so weird. But t- with Twitter, it's not that odd. But uh, uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for being here. Dale, that's that's who's here. It's Dale. Thank you. Um, what a show we have planned. Already. Post-San Diego Comic-Con. I'm back. You're back. Uh, th- but I'm not going to talk about San Diego Comic-Con. We're going to save the news. We're going to talk as if we recorded this the week before. Right. Uh, what's happening in the world of Nia's? Well, not much after this, because it's the end of days. No. Daredevils. What? The end of keep talking. I'll believe it when I finally see it. Oh boy, things are happening. There was a conference call about this. I'm still waiting for my Daredevil, the target number two. Everybody was on the PR about it. Brian Michael Bendis and David Mack. I've heard of both of them. With Bill Sinkowitz and Klaus Jansen. Oh, oh wow! My gosh, in heavens, this is heaven for everybody. This book has been. Rumored for many a year. It's going to take place in the not-so-distant future when the Marvel Universe looks like it's all went to H. E-L-L. So this is like Daredevil the End? It's like that that series of books they did? Daredevil's very public murder. That's what it's about. Guess who did it? I'm going to make a prediction. Bold prediction. Foggy. Foggy killed him. That's your prediction? That's I'm calling it right now. What's wrong, what happened to Foggy? Why would he do that? You gotta read it. It's the mystery of Foggy being a murderer. Why are you winking at me right now? Do you know something? <laughs> Maybe I had something in my eye. Maybe I have a twitch. Okay. Foggy. When's this book coming out? What's the format gonna be? Graphic novel? Singles? Single issues. It's dropping yeah. in October. <laughs> it's coming in October. It's gonna be a mini. Um, which, it's it's cool, but... Uh, just don't mess up the Mark Wade Daredevil. I hope it doesn't screw up the vibe. This, it's gonna it's gonna ruin it. I hope it doesn't I mess hope up. You get ready for the ruining. Daredevil, the ruining. Jonesy, does anyone talk about it? I do not believe this book will ever come out. So why do I keep releasing solicits and get my hopes up? See the uh, and killing me dead inside my soul place. Just because they released information on this book in 2007 doesn't mean it's not coming out. Exactly, Jonesy. What's the brightness set on your iPad right now? Uh, Blind Farrington. Fa- <laughs> It is bright. 
<laughs> it is. <laughs> As you pointed to your face. Thanks for clarifying. Realize. Oh God! What a what! A, I can't wait for that book. What else we got? Archie. <laughs> New crossover coming. They just got hot off the heels of the Kiss crossover. Archie. And Glee. The Glee Archie crossover, where the uh, the waiting. the Warblers and the uh, so Arch, the Riverdale Glee singers. Warblers? I think they're the Warblers, right? I, don't even know what that I means. love when you uh, give news about things you're not familiar about, but you say it just so cheerfully that we want to listen. I can answer that, and I don't want to go into any further as to how I know this, but their show, their group is called the New Directions. Yeah, right. Why do you the Warblers are the the Fireside. enemy. Dan was correct. They're the enemy. What is happening right now? Jackets. What an odd little crossover. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's cool, though. One of the uh, writers of the show is going to be writing the uh, the crossover on the Archie book. That's and cool. uh, it, it could be cool. I mean, it could know, be. A lot of Glee flans, a lot of Gleeks out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, all Yeah Comics. Can we talk What's about this? That? What is that? The new, uh, the new publishing company from Art and Franco. Really? The, you know, Superman Family Adventures, Tiny Titans crew. I've heard of them. New book, Excellent new publishing book. house. So this is like Monkey Brain. Yeah. For those two. Yep. For all ages uh, books, all yeah comics. What's, if you're, what's if you're, the story with us? What, how are they doing it? What's, where is it coming? Where can I get it? It is rapid fire here. Rapid fire round. Um, they're going to be coming out with a few different books. All yeah comics will be the first issue. And it's starring the uh, Action Cat and Adventure Bug, and it, it's perfectly the, just those names alone. If you know their I art love style, Action Cat. it's it's just beautiful. It's the cutest little thing you've ever seen, and uh, Adventure Bugs looks looks like the cutest thing ever. Can we talk about something, please? Something personal. You know, I, I like to read books to my son. September. Um, do you read books from your iPad to your son? Have you ever done that? Uh, only tried once so far. I don't. I'm. I'm afraid. I don't think I'll. I'm, are we ever going to be able to do that? No. No. Well, there, and here's there the problem. Goes digital down the tubes. Here's the problem. He, my son already has apps on my wife's iPad, and uh, two iPad apps on everybody. One one work 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 iPad. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's already apps, so he can watch like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Chuck the Truck. So if I tr- I tried showing on the book and he immediately hit the home button and looked for the he knows how to get to the videos. Oh, he immediately went there and he's like, "Where's Chuck the Truck?" Ah, there's no Chuck the Truck on this iPad. So I've I had to I have to read him regular books. Trying to figure out what to do with my print books, print comics. Yeah, just keeping them for him. But I don't know. You might have to at least for another few years because mm-hmm. he was reading uh, uh, he was reading Enemy of the State the other day with me Wolverine. Nice. You know, when Wolverine wakes up and totally, gut, totally guts that nurse. <laughs> right. Classic. <laughs> Did he get to the part where Wolverine is in the Nazi death camp, or is that No, for we're saving that one. We're saving that one, obviously. Maybe for, for the like second next, birthday. For next week. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, great news segment. Did you have anything else? That's it. That's, you, know, you, you, were, you did fantastic. Scott Snyder bringing the Joker back. We can talk about that. I mean, if you want. We don't have to. The maestro. The maestro. <laughs> did we talk about that? Did you talk about that? No, we might. didn't. We, did we, we foreboded on that. We talked about the Guess Who's Back one pager. Must have been on another comics podcast I listened to. Oh. <laughs> they all blend together. Uh, I'm excited. You know, those two, they're the Sonny and Cher of comics. Hopefully. Who, Batman and the Joker? 
No. <laughs> Scott Snyder and uh, Capullo. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I guess now is as good as time as any. I'm, it's cool that they didn't bring the Joker back immediately when the new 52 rebooted, so uh, it could be a cool... I, I just wonder if it's been soon enough or too long of a time. It's been past. a year. Yeah, is that is that too quick, though? I don't know. I don't know. I'm good with it. But, uh, okay. Well, there you go. And you hate Works DC, so... Works You're ready to... Uh, I mean, he's a former DC historian, now yeah. resident zilch. I'll always be bat enthusiologist. Enthusiologist. Let's get into the comic talk yeah, let's with do that. that from Mark Farrington, former DC historian. What are you reading this week? I went old school. I went Mark to Ives. Marvel. X-Factor, number 39. Again, before we get into the book... God bless Peter David Kilsen on this book. We need to recommend this book more often. Need to. Hmm. Anyway, going back earlier in the series, Jamie Magic's The Multiple Man. After a night of excessive drinking and celebrating, he goes back to X-Factor's investigations, bangs on the doors of his teammate Siren and of M, Monette St. Croix, and he manages to have intercourse with them at the same time. Oh Not Menage style. One was the original Magix and the other was a dupe. Doesn't think anything of it. Next morning, he's hungover, sees them both separately. They both thank him for a great night. It dawns on him what happened. He panics, decides, eh, what's the big deal? What's the worst that could happen? Babies. Flash forward nine months later. Nah. Siren, Teresa Cassidy, is in labor having his baby. Oh, my gosh. Now, the multiple man has done a lot of growing up in this series, a lot of growing up since the mid-'90s X-Factor run. He is now a father. He's the leader of his own team. And he is, well, he's holding down a little section of New York mutant town, making sure that everything's going up. And this is kind of, to call it a coming of age is an understatement. He's excited. He's thinking a thousand thoughts at once. I'm about to become a father. Greatest thing that ever happened to me. Will I be good enough? Will I do right by my child? Can I do this? Eventually, throughout the middle of the book, he comes to grips with it and his nervousness becomes excitement. And oh, by the way, he proposes to his girlfriend, to Teresa. So now they're set to be engaged. Birth goes off without a hitch. Everybody from the team is there. Everybody's happy. They're all passing around the baby. Jamie's thinking a million things at once. And then when Teresa hands Jamie the baby, it's I don't want to spoil it. It's black. I don't want to spoil it. It's Hispanic. But this is one of the legendary moments in the X Factor run. Anybody who's read it knows what I'm talking about. I dare you to read it and not shed a tear. You know, you can spoil it. It's been out for how many years has it been out? Three. Oh. Yeah, so what's wrong with the maybe, baby? Spoil maybe it. in the fire Maybe there are other people who might want to read it, but it was just that good. The one book we won't spoil on this show. Meanwhile, Gen Z's over there catching a tan from his iPad screen. <laughs> it's like George <laughs> Hamilton over here. <laughs> Seriously, if you are sick of... If you want to read an X-Men mutant book that isn't linked to all the other crossovers or anything else that's really going on. It has its own little fiefdom, solid characterization. Legacy. You're right. X-Men Legacy. After <laughs> you've read X-Factor. Oh. I really got to... I, I really want to read X-Factor because I I feel like there's no room for X-Factor in my... There isn't. ...space. You know what I mean? But I really feel like I should give it the chance. It probably deserves... This is one of those series that I learned about through friends of mine saying, hey, what's a good book to read? What am I reading? What am I not reading that I should be reading? Somebody would say X-Factor. So I go to my other buddies who are all into comics and say, hey, you read X-Factor? 
oh yeah, how can you not like it? Mm. Solid nine-year run by Peter David. Great book. You got to give him that. Jonesy loves 100% Brightness. <laughs> what uh, have you read this week? Hold on, my I have to let my eyes clear real quick. Uh, before Watchmen, Ozymandias. What? What? Have you guys been you know keeping up with the Before Watchmen train? Nope. No. Are you guys on it? No. Um, I'm pretty well on it. I wasn't going to get the comedian, but you s- you actually sold me on the comedian. Oh, so good. By your your guest review. On that was the ancillary. one of the highest rated guest spots Jen's ever done. I yeah, think. yeah. That's still number one. I think the only guest so, I've ever uh, done. So. If, Second. If you can sell me right. on this, if you can sell me on Ozymandias, then then we've got something. I will say this. Love. If the comedian is the best one and Night Owl is the least best one, this falls somewhere in the uh, middle. JMS wrote it, but don't throw the issue out just because of that <laughs> fact. Right. Uh, it's a great tale of Watchmen's Batman. Coming I of mean, age? Can we yeah. say coming of age? Uh, no, drink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... It's the story of Ozymandias, who is a savant. He's a genius early on. Um, there's a great story the first couple of pages where he gets picked on by a bully, and his you know his father's like you need you need to hide your genius and just you know this is the way life is. So he goes, saves his allowance, learns martial arts, and like make sure the bully never walks again. And the te- yeah, the teacher's like yeah, you know you can't you know do this. You know, even though you might be right, you can't react that violently. And then the the father gets him out of this punishment by bribing the school official. And it clicks for a young Azamandius that this is the way the world works. So I'm going to go learn about the real world. So he his parents die. He inherits uh, their fortune. And he basically gives it away all to charity. And he's going to just make his own life from scratch. And it just it's a travelogue tale. Uh, drink for me, saving travelogue. Uh, of his journeys in the in the uh, in Asia, kind of like a, a mirror of Batman's training. He goes and gets a you know gets trained mentally and physically, and then he comes back uh, with his savings along the road and becomes a businessman and stock market genius. And it, it also entwines this love story, um, and the love story exists as a catalyst to show you how he becomes a. Superhero. How's the Jay Lee art? It's beautiful. the The one panel that really blows me away is there's a part where he uh, is training with like uh, Buddhist monks and learning like um, well the panel itself is him lifting his whole body with his finger and the way it's drawn it's drawn so proportionally and sharp that's probably the best panel of the book. It's the art pops off the page in my opinion. Mm. Do you read it? No, no. I get conflicted with Jay Lee. I think did he do the century? Yes, he did. Yes, there's something about Jay Lee I like, and I he don't did like the, at the same he time. did the Wolverine re- recent re- Wolverine relaunch covers where he went to hell. Oh yeah, that yeah, that was a different little different style too than Century. But yeah, there's something I like and hate about Jay Lee. I'm not anti Before Watchmen. I just don't have a desire to read it just yet. I'm right there with you. Maybe uh, in ten years, maybe. I thought Watchmen the original was so self-contained and well done. I don't know if any writer can create a hook that's going to make me want to read more. And it's in it in the other side of that coin. Uh, I I can see that too, but they they've been very compelling these issues. But you have to have an interest if you don't. Sure. No 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 big deal. We'll meet again ten years from now and talk uh talk about it if we read it. NBD. If if half of us are still alive. NBD. 
Uh, Dale underscore A. Podcast bad boy. What did you read? Baltimore. Dr. Lescavar's Remedy. You read it? No, I didn't read it. I can't wait. I can't read to get get it. Baltimore, uh, Dr. Lescavar's Remedy is a little two-part. A little two-parter. Two-parter. He is Baltimore, Dr. Lord Henry Baltimore, uh, finds himself on uh, an old biplane from the Third Reich, and his co-pilot is... uh, is basically eaten by some parasitical alien being that was uh, given to Baltimore as a gift, and he wasn't allowed to open it until he was far away from where he was. And this egg basically turned into a parasite and ate the co-pilot, so he crash lands on this beach um, where a a village full of fishermen have moved to the beach and are, like, living in half boats on on the shore, because their village has been taken over by these vampire slash monstrosities that this Dr. Lescovar has been attempting to create a cure for vampirism. And he's basically just created monstrosities instead. And they've, oh, they've been killing and they have been going into the village to, uh, to steal volunteers mm. for Dr. Lescovar's uh, experiments. And uh, so... Baltimore is on his way to like Prague or somewhere and they basically say well you want to get there you have to walk in that direction and that direction is through the village and nobody goes in the village anymore so uh, he's like well I'm going to walk through the village and uh, he walks through the village and uh, come to find out that Dr. Lescovar for some time has been held captive by his minions by his minions his monstrosities because they're forcing him to keep trying to create of a cure for vampirism. Oh God, I need to get my hands on this. Man, it does this, sound good. This cre- I mean, the creative team for Baltimore is just... Untouchable. Un- untouchable. The book is untouchable. Great, great word for untouchable. I'm so excited because they were they already uh, had some teasers. They're going to have big announcements for Baltimore at San Diego. I they already had. What, Will you be talking with Mike Mignola at like a dinner party or something in, in San Diego? Uh, who knows? Anything? It's over. San Diego yeah, has that ended. That was last weekend. That was last From week. From the past. I who know? knows what happened when From I was in past. San Diego? Uh, uh, the old, I think the reason, or I didn't know it was out until you linked to it on Dark Horse's website, but it was the Dark Horse pricing is weird. So <laughs> that book is like three fifty or two fifty. Three fifty in print. Three fifty in print, and it's three ninety nine digital. That's so weird. That's, what? Yeah. It's just a, I, maybe they're trying to appeal to the print shops by doing that, I but guess. why just give it... I mean, you're completely turning off your digital audience by mm-hmm. not at least keeping it at the same price as print. So that's... that that Just that 50 cents, as silly as it is, is 49 cents. Is that's worth it for my stubbornness. Plus, my wife watches my bank account like a hawk. Yeah. I can't do anything. Yeah, that's true. I'm locked down. Can't even get hot dogs for breakfast anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, is it my turn? Let's let's see what what do I have written down here? Uh, Hot dogs for breakfast. Check. October girl. Mm, monkey brains. You ever heard of this monkey brain stuff? Yeah. Digital first. Heard it. Most of them are like ninety nine cents. There's one for a dollar ninety nine. Uh, October girl is a uh, coming of age tale. <laughs> drink, <laughs> um, drink. It's this girl talking about, you know, she's trying to decide what to do with her life, going to school. Um, 
and she talks about how she had this imaginary friend growing up and eventually, you know, she had moved on from that period of time. So she works at this coffee shop. She's trying to think if she can afford college. Uh, something happens in a dark alley when she takes the trash out. Okay. Her imaginary friend is real and has come back. Like Drop Dead Fred. To be continued. It's exactly like Drop Dead Fred. And, uh, uh, yep. uh, the interesting thing about this, 99 cents, I think it was only like 12, 14 pages. 13 pages. 13 mm, pages. Okay. So I'm fascinated by that. Yeah, so that's that's cool that they're going for the, you know, if price drives the industry, mm-hmm. make content to fit the price. You know, that's if you had combined issue one and two, you know, maybe sold it for dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine, but this way you're you can release two a month, maybe, for ninety nine cents each. You know, wow. Mark Wade started saying that a while ago. Yes, yeah. how I was fascinated by how he said you know 99 cents is the magic price point but maybe 99 cents and 24 pages isn't the right combo maybe it's 99 cents and 12 pages right and you know maybe it is i I mean i i I bought this for 99 cents and it it ended you know faster than i was expecting but i wasn't i didn't feel gypped at all anybody i've heard review this uh for the price point and the content in on these monkey brain comics have said the same thing. Mm-hmm. They were totally involved and enveloped for the content that was provided to them. It just works. Yeah, I, I read it as well. I uh I actually got uh, on board with the whole monkey brain first wave and um I can only describe the feeling as uh coming to the end of this, ready to flip that next page to find out what was going on after the reveal and when it went to like the my suggested reading side, I was like, I kind of like nodded to myself, like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm definitely gonna pick up issue two because the story is, I don't think I've ever seen that kind of hook before. You know, imaginary friend. Apparently, it's thing. something like Drop Dead Johnny. What What did you say earlier? Drop I've Dead never heard of it. Isn't it a Winona Ryder vehicle from the uh, early '90s? No, it's Phoebe Cates. <laughs> I'm for sorry. I'm the only one that knows about Drop Dead Fred. You're gonna Wait, get, you're gonna get razzed. Everyone's gonna be razzing us. Like, oh, you never heard of Drop Dead Fred? Yeah. Paul Smith on X Men. <laughs> uh, lightning <laughs> round. Two sentences or less of another book we read. You know, we just bowl through it. We don't. We're running out of tape. We are. It's, it's Mark rough. Farrington, TV star. I read. Avatar The Promise, number two. Thanks for being here. By Brian Konitsko and Michael Dante DiMartino. Furthers the adventures of Aang and Team Avatar by preventing another war between the Fire Nation and Earth Nation. If you watched the show and loved it, you might like the book even more. Classic Avatar. Never seen an episode of Avatar. Sorry to hear that. Me neither. Paul Smith. <laughs> <laughs> for some context for new listeners, uh, I was the only person, I, or maybe the only person on the show that knew who Paul Smith was for his epic work on Uncanny X-Men. And the other hosts got razzed on the Twitter. We sure uh, did. We got flamed. That's because Gobo doesn't have a job and he just monitors the internet all day. He doesn't listen day. to the, this <laughs> show. Maybe it was Jurassic. It was, might have been One of those guys. It was You're dead av- to me. You're av- all dead to me. I'm not even going to talk to you. Just interrupt me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. Uh, Jonesy Loves Beer, what is a lightning round book that you read? I read 
Sorry, I sidetracked myself. Amazing Spider-Man, 689. Shaping up to be another arc just as good as Ends of the Earth. Is Spidey hotter than AVX? Mm-hmm. AVX? AVX. Comma, AVX? Rebuttal. Empowered, Volume 1. Tongue-in-cheek superheroine story where she gets her powers from her slinky outfit. Great book. Is this an adult book? High, high, late teens, late teen book. Bandette. Monkey Brain. Nine-nine cents. Colon. French female Robin Hood equals adorable comic book. Buy at 99 cents. Infinity Gauntlet. Lightning bottle. <laughs> uh, Jim Starlin created Thanos. I'm not sure if you're aware. I uh, wasn't aware. Selectivism on the internet let you know that he made Thanos and is not getting a G damn penny from it. From sure. the movie. You know that? No, I didn't <laughs> know that. Get upset about it. I'm Write a blog post. Yeah, come Cre- on. Creator owned extremists just put dynamite <laughs> under the football field. <laughs> uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. Big event from the Marvel comics back in the day. Um, Jim Starlin. On art, who was on art? George, George Perez. Perez, the great George Perez, and Lim, Ron Lim came Ron Lim. batting uh, second. The last five, two issues, I think, he helped out a little bit. Batting second. Um, what's this Infinity Gauntlet all about, John Z? This synopsis will really be me trying to understand exactly what happened <laughs> during Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. So we'll get through this. Thanos, right? He's this BA celestial wannabe god who's in love with death. Not killing people, the actual person, death, who uh, is a hot brunette. You following me so far? Sounds like Jen- we know what Jonesy thought about this book, huh? So he gets the Infinity Gauntlet, which is this golden glove with uh, the gemstones on it that control different aspects of the universe. So Mephisto and, and he, who Mephisto's his lackey, you know, we're talking about the nature of the universe and how he wants to be a god, how he wants to be the man. And uh, so he gets the Infinity Gauntlet and he's wreaking havoc and he's like, oh, I forgot. Death wanted me to kill half the population of the universe. Why? Because she thought she was being slighted that there were more people alive than had ever died. And she thought the balance was messed up. Right. So Thanos, you know, he's too cocky. He's the cock of the walk. Babe. So he goes to uh, to death, and he's like, oh, I'm going to do your bidding now, uh, now that I've got my own thing out of the way. And she won't respond to him, won't talk to him. Well, this drives him insane. So he points his big glove at the universe, and people just start disappearing, just start dying. Who's the only people that can stop them? The Marvel Universe heroes. Yeah, where was DC at, Mark? Doing something important, but we'll talk about that later. Then saving... More than half of the population of the universe, Mark? That's a day in the life of the Justice League, bruh. Child, please. Maybe in the old continuity. So, 
anyway, uh, the Marvel mystics all get together. That you know, uh, Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Doom, some weirdo named Adam Warlock that I've never heard of. Uh, but he's the king of Dreamland. He shows up, and he becomes a total BA, and summons the popular heroes of the Marvel Universe together, a la Secret War, to take on this threat. Uh, Thanos, meanwhile, is um, basically putting all the, the Marvel's version of the gods under his control. So, like, Galactus, uh, the Watcher... Um, and Eon, the ego, the collector, like the etern- living uh, tribunal, eternity, eternity. <clears throat> so, and at, uh, at the end of the book, uh, Thanos has made himself eternity. He's no longer corporeal. He's like he's the nature of the universe. He's got all this power, and but his body is is lifeless husk. Still has the Infinity Gauntlet, the thing that got him there. Uh, an ex rival, Nebula takes the glove, rejuvenates herself, and is becomes the real threat of the book. Uh, the Marvel U gets together, stops her, and in a great uh, epilogue, you find out that Adam Warlock is now the man in the universe. Takes over the soul gem, one of the gems on the glove, and now he's the cock of the walk. And, uh, and a nice little uh, write-off. He keeps, he keeps Thanos alive as this humble alien being Kind of looks like a farmer in like a onesie. And, uh, you know, we kind of get a happy ending and the the changing of power in the universe. Brought to you by Marvel. I dozed off a few minutes ago. Can you go back and restate what you just said? All right. So there's this book called The Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> that was a synopsis to end all synopsis. It was, that was so, a, so much happened in six yeah, issues. This was really like if. If everything else was leading up, this was the synopsi that Jonesy had to deliver for like this was this was a workout for him. I, I practiced that in front of the mirror for like two yeah. days. You had to. Well done. There were flashcards. This book I grabbed the collection to download on the comics app. It's like five issues, but it's like two hundred and forty pages. Six issues. They're like a hundred pages each. My God. Even the splash pages had a lot of words in this. It was intense. The, the George Perez art, fantastic, detailed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some amazing uh, structure on some of the word balloons, like the disappearing caption box of the word balloons. It was like part of the panel. I thought he did fantastic. I loved his Adam Warlock because every face looked like he was going like this. And he talked in riddles. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's I don't it. Know. That's All it. Right. Let's let's letters. So, uh, <laughs> that's it. I think, uh, I mean, I can, well, I can say I enjoyed the story i don't know if i could have made heads or tails or if anything came out of this book whatsoever that was lasting but i enjoyed the celestial part i enjoyed seeing some of these uh beings that were on my marvel universe cards and i've never read about until now that was kind of cool to see eternity in an actual book Mm -hmm. um I think this book could have really benefited from an issue zero. Um, they talk about the struggle that Thanos went through to get to assemble this Affinity Gauntlet and how he duped death, uh, and not even death could have predicted the the uh, what could have come if not that she let him assemble these gemstones. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all glazed over 
but I frankly, I, I mean, maybe another issue zero would have just added to the page count and made people never buy the book. <laughs> um, this is regarded as one of the best Marvel events ever. It even spawned two sequels consecutively the next summer, which Infinity, is incredible. Infinity War was one of my first books. And I, I mean, I really, I liked, I really liked the book. I mean, a lot of things, there was, there's huge plot holes and, I, and not a whole lot made sense in certain times. Um, but I, I mean, I enjoyed the heck out of the, the ride. I mean, th- did you? Yeah, I, I did. Um, even though, and I don't usually pay attention to like the, the, the universal stuff of the Marvel U, like the outer space kind of stuff. It's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty garbagey, but, um. But I liked it. I mean, uh, there was a lot of input from uh, characters that I no- don't read about normally, and uh, they all t- kind of teamed up. It's so funny how, I mean, there was, like, when you think about the devastation of half of the population of every being in the universe disappearing, and the, the, the like, Japan disappearing, sinking under the ocean. Gone. Gone, like, and just complete chaos. I mean... I don't think they were able to concentrate on that and as well as keep the storyline with the superheroes banding together and stuff. So it was kind of weird not really being able to relate with the devastation going on on Earth. Because of the tsunami that happened a few years ago? <laughs> I News d- flash, wake up. Yeah, there was a lot more coverage of that. What are you, an eco-Whale Wars guy now? Get off my back. And um, I don't know. There was it was just a means. It was I don't know. It was pointless. Can I talk about my? It two was an enjoyable, pointless book. <laughs> wow, that's the tagline. For Thank the you, Inga Knight. Uh, can We've I talk about numbers. my two favorite scenes? Yeah, please. I know what they are. Uh, number one, obviously, Wolverine coming out with that leather jacket, saving that woman. That, when I was reading oh, this yeah. as a kid, it was awesome to me seeing uh, Wolverine appear in in like a different book. And I loved how George Perez drew him. Uh, the second one was how uh, Thanos' grandchild got the Infinity Gauntlet and then reversed back to 24 hours previous and then like didn't realize that that would revert her back to her <laughs> corpse state. To her state. zombified <laughs> state. Uh, I thought that was awesome. I had to read that panel like four times because now that... Like, now that Thanos reminded her that she did that she immediately like reverted that back so like she reverted back to her zombified state and then somebody reminded her but now you're a corpse so she immediately thought like okay unmake me a corpse then and then I was like what just happened here why is she normal again I I felt like Jim Starlin's writing style reminds me of uh, Matt Fractions in terms of overall verbose verbosity if you will Mm -hmm. verbose verbosity Um, but yeah it just felt very Thick, in Matt Fraction's stuff it can be very thick. Yeah, sometimes. no, I I think you have a good point. Thank you. With that, I thought your favorite team was going to be when Adam Warlock takes Wolverine aside and was like, "I know you're the only one with the the bees to go kill this guy if we need it. I need you on my team." When they called themselves monsters, yeah, and Wolverine's like, "Whatevs," I'll which is com- which was completely pointless because Adam Warlock the whole time figured that none of these. Heroes were ever going to touch yeah, Thanos. Yeah, they didn't have it. No one had any shot. Yeah, it was silliness. But they had to pull Hulk and Wolverine aside, probably to appeal to all the fans. Exactly. But it, Warlock's role in the whole thing was just so confusing, and him and the sur—he needs the surfer around. He was like the Spider Woman. 
<laughs> of that of this day and age. And what was the story with uh, his two cronies? I have no idea. Like the Gorgamon, Gorgamon, and the uh, the little pixie leprechaun dude. Do you realize, yeah. like, and She Hulk, Don Garvey, and Feenstra, and people that probably grew up. Yeah, they're this they're trade, physically throwing things, right and the, and that you guys just don't understand. Well, it the was Infinity Gauntlet. Her name was Gamora, too, right? Yeah, Gamora. Love you guys. Sodom and Gamora. Check it out. Google it. Dot com. And like the little pixie guy was like a satyr with little goat legs or something. <laughs> I don't know, but it, they were pointless. He smoked cigars. He would not be allowed to smoke cigars nowadays in comics. No, Wolverine was smoking. Yeah, he, lit, he lit up that little leprechaun's uh, cigar in, in one scene. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I remember those days. And I also remember those days where Wolverine had those boots. With the like the the pointy ends, oh uh, the horn boots. They're literally now when you think about it, you you can't walk with those boots on. <laughs> That's there's no physical possibility of you being able to walk without you tripping over yourself, Wolverine. I miss him though. Think about <laughs> it, pal. Well, he always had his knees bent, so he, he was, was always fine. crawling yeah. or la- lunging at people. Uh, I I love like George Perez's art is is a. Uh, Oh, second! A, it was amazing. completely. It was really second to none. There was a there was an, a scene that stood out to me when when uh, Thanos was first going to wipe away the population, and he held up the gauntlet and snapped his fingers. Oh, that's yeah, oh, I love man. that. Panel. Like how it like that particular panel just went to black and white, and like the scenes where like the gems were like shining, but they were in white. It was that was incredible how it, that layout was done. Mm-hmm. Did anybody get sick of Thanos whining throughout the first three issues? The death wouldn't love. pay him any attention. It's love, Mark. He was spurned. It was so weird how he was doing this all just to impress <laughs> Mistress he, Death. He totally invented some like love robot. Yeah, to yeah. be like, oh, I, know, a real I got another girl. And Death just walks by and. He turns around and shakes his fist at her. Why won't you pay attention to me? Eh. It was the 90s, Mark. Yeah. Love. Look it up. Mark, Experience I want to hear your thoughts. It. What are your yeah, Mark, thoughts? I mean, what, what are you getting from this? George Perez was the highlight of this book. It was a lot to take in. Um, it's a lot of words. It was a lot of words. A lot of exposition. Uh, I guess what I really enjoyed about it, too, is reading it 21 years later. It was cool to see where the Marvel Universe was in 1991. You had Thor was replaced by a human, and judging by his thought balloons, he didn't want anybody to know that he wasn't the real Thor. Warlock saw through it. Warlock saw through it quick. Got to see the Infinity Watch. At this point, the X-Men were based in Australia. The original five X-Men weren't even part of the team. They were X-Factor. How great was Cyclops' X-Factor uniform? I missed that. Oh, yeah. I'd bring it back. That was great. Mm-hmm. I mm. love Avengers Mansion. It's just a house in the shape of an A. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> come on. How cool was that? Uh, from the story standpoint, it's a lot to take in. So if you're going to try reading it, uh, take notes throughout it. I've read it. I know the story. And 20 years later, I'm having a hard time following. We have to digest it for another 20 years. We do. But we I do. Th- I mean, for whatever reason, I thought it was a great way to just get the Marvel U together for them to band together. I mean, it's a crazy story, but for some reason, the superheroes of the Marvel U were the only ones that can, like, even an ineffectual Spider-Man, like, what's he doing out there? They had, like, an earthquake, and Asgard got affected. Oh, yeah. That you remind me, like what oh, the sky the, the Sky Fathers, all the all the gods from all the mythology band together, but that it's over in two panels. They Nothing don't even happen. Like if They're they useless. joined together, yeah. If they came out to the to the galaxy to the monument where Thanos was, they could have probably put a helped a little bit. So what they do? They pretty much just got locked in a closet 
for the entirety of the series. With like the chair like, in the one issue. Hitched up in beneath the door so they couldn't get out. What else is good about that? Why did you remind me of that? This still upsets me to this day that Kieran Gillen where Magneto gets tied up and locked in a closet. How about when there was an explanation early on in the series where people were talking at Avengers Mansion about past battles with Thanos and they're like, well, we beat him before. We can beat him again. I forget who says it, but they turn to him and say, no, um, Vision. the only reason we yeah. won is because Thanos subconsciously wanted to lose. So we didn't. That's probably out of Warlock again. That sounds like something he would say. And wow. and that's how he ultimately lost the the book. It, it, he sabotaged himself. And then it's like, that's like the moral of the story. Like when you walk away, Thanos is left to think about that when he's farming on this dirt planet. He He's like, oh, maybe, maybe that's what I really wanted, just sabotage myself. Now I'm thinking about it. Forever. And I was better off. Yeah. He's like, maybe I did win in the end. My heart. Uh, uh, he had the Infinity Gauntlet. He could have just wiped all those people from the face of the planet in seconds. Yeah, there wasn't. There would have been no time for a charge the, the, for sixty minutes of breathing. To the, the the series could have lasted ten pages. Yeah, exactly. He wipes out half the population, then snaps his, his other hand, and the, the rest of the population's gone. End of story. C- roll credits. What did you guys think of Mephisto standing beside Thanos throughout the whole series, like his lackey whispering in his ear? I was expecting a bigger betrayal. I figured he was going to betray him, but that was nothing compared to, like I thought. I honestly thought Mephisto was going to save the day Mm -hmm. in his own way, but he didn't. He's like, oh, maybe you should, uh, maybe you should let him fight you, and maybe really impress Mistress Death. She'll have to stick a mop in that bucket after it's all over. (laughs) And there was nothing. And Mistress Death was lame. Is she in any other books? She doesn't talk, and she's got a skull for half the. Skull face. She was sexy when she didn't have the skull face. Yeah, that that whole hood and mysterious. Her face. I thought it was a decent Marvel Comics popcorn book. If you want to read cosmic, yeah, I don't think it was heavy. Like this I, isn't something I'll hand anybody. But agreed. I think want, it's worth the read for that. Yeah. You want to read a Marvel space story? Knock yourself out. Have a good time. Doctor Doom. Uh, you know, unsure about. His place, if, what the leadership... It really was, uh, when you think about it, a, a coming-of-age story for Dr. Doom. Drink? <laughs> <laughs> to your point, Slim, <laughs> I'd like to... <laughs> uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. Maybe there the next. Go. Maybe one episode we'll do Infinity War. Just maybe another year. Just to make us want to jump out of a window. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God, what a book, oh, everybody. Oh, God. It was different. We got your letters... I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. We got your letters right here. We're gonna Remix. open them up. Letters at papercag.com. You know, shoot us a little electronic mail, handwritten. Send a handwritten letter to letters at papercag.com. We'll read it. Yeah. Let's see. We've got a letter from Catcher. Who says, hey guys, I've been reading old issues of DC's quote-unquote solo anthology series. And I read Wednesday Comics when it came out in in a collected hardcover. I love them. What other anthology books have you read? What else is out there now? And what are your opinions on them? He closes with, see at Barcade. Catcher. Spoilers. Catcher, those are the... I have read solo and Wednesday Comics and I liked them a lot. And I can't remember which issue the solo it was, but I think it was 
Jim Lee's cover on Catwoman, which was just banging. And I read more of the Marvel essential works than anthologies, because some of that stuff is classic. Uh, I used to read DC Archives, but that was a long time ago. It's about everything I'm reading anthology-wise. But Wednesday Comic is when that's not even Wednesday Comics, right? Over. Wednesday Comics came out oh uh, nine. Yeah. Oh ten. But, but how's that? I like it. That's. Is he asking what do we read in a collected format? Well, some were specifically anthology series like the DC solo stuff. But yeah, I guess he's asking collected stuff. Hmm. What about uh? Could creator owned heroes be considered an anthology? Am I reading that? I'm not reading that. Because <laughs> you're afraid to get you're you shouldn't I, even be talking about it. You, you could have you could go to your Jeep and there could be an explosive a C four bomb attached right. to it. There could be plastica. <laughs> Steve Niles be scampering away from your Jeep when you get outside. <laughs> I'm done for. I'm done for. I'll have to have a mirror can, on a pole. He can smell your fear right now. He can. He's gonna write a book about it. Make me choose <laughs> Phil Noto art. <laughs> everyone knows. Everyone knows his female faces look exactly the same. We we all, can we all just agree? Finally, we agree. Thank finally, you. for you, I'm with you, I'm Steve. A, uh, just don't kill me. I've been reading Bone Collected. I have Ooh. the collected uh, of Bone Ooh. in the old paperback from the comic book shop in Delaware. How's that gone? It's going good. Yeah. Love How far it. are you? I you know finished the first volume so far. No, <laughs> 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 I have to call me out like that. I have a lot I to apologize. do. I apologize. Um... Yeah, I can't think of any other anthologies out there. Dark Horse Presents, didn't you read that, Dale? Yeah, I, I, there's a real lot of entertainment within Dark Horse Presents. It's just the price point is a tough pill. It's a tough pill. To I mean, pill to I, and I, I completely su- support the idea of it. It's really cool. But some of the stuff I read, it was like, even though you're, it's eight bucks, it's like some of the stories were part two and part three, so you had to you read the anthology before it. That's how they get you. Kind of weird, yeah. But they, uh, they like segment it so that you can't just hop on with one issue or the issue before you have to get three and four and five. Right. And that's now you're looking at twenty four dollars. I mean, by the time you're done, you're broken living on the street. You know, a refrigerator. Trying box. to get a creator own book off the ground just to make ends meet. Exactly. Somebody's uh, funding, selling their art so you can make a meal. <laughs> Mark, do we have one more pressing? <laughs> we do. We've got one from Panooch. Panooch. Saying, hey guys, it's been a little while since I emailed, but I've been listening to every show. Also adopted the Ancillary Characters podcast as well as Echo Rift through us. All right. Lightning Round, Royden Lep's Rust. A beautiful monochromatic book that reminded me at times of Essex County and its use of quiet panels of landscapes and fields. It has a seemingly simple story, but it kept me engaged throughout. Hmm. Now for the question. Regarding the new format to be rolled out shortly, have you considered pushing the letters to the Fireside episodes? That will leave more room in the comic-centered episodes for maybe another round in the roundtable or a second lightning round book to balance the two weeks a month without those. Also, it might give you more talking points for the Fireside episodes where you can spend more time with the questions coming in. The idea came off of at least last week's show when it seemed like there were more letters than you had time for. And Panooch also closes with C.I.B. Arcade. Whoa, Whoa. Panooch, high five, high five. Uh, The answer is yes. The Fireside. So we'll have the new format starts in a month? Four four, four episodes for now. Um, So it's going to be news, 
Comic Chatter and Book Club. And then the the episode, I haven't figured out what I want to call it yet, but the episode after that will be, um, we'll announce the next week's book club, and then we'll do letters, and then just random talk. We'll chat it up. Yeah. The fireside, essentially. So the fireside plus letters. Fire yeah. letters. Yeah, I think letter that's chat. a good... That'll be a good format for a... T- and it could also, like Pranish says, um, open up a little more discussion time for these deeper letters and stuff mm-hmm. like that because we tend to cut them off because of our time limit now. So so my only hang-up is I have to figure out what I want to call those episodes and number them. Agreed. Yeah, so do it, could, we, it could take me four weeks to decide on that. Because do we call it Paper Keg 68, 69? No. Can't, right? No. No. That's a no, everybody. The answer is no. Point five. Point one. I'm actually going to stop doing the point ones for the other one that I do. I'll save that for the fireside. All right. Okay. Ooh. Save it. I think they're too confusing. Personally. Okay. So, four weeks. New format. Brace yourself. Paper cake sideshow. What? PK sideshow. Uh, this will be the end for... Pr- I, I anticipate Gen Z just not coming back on the show once the baby pops out. So, <laughs> we have four more weeks, uh, maybe, at Gen Z. Use them wisely, everybody. That's right. Well, Jonesy's baby's a little further off, though. I mean, maybe yeah, eight, eight to twelve, maybe. The only man there's troll me in person. That's <laughs> my my child's coming. But so. you fall for it every time. I you, know. You I, go I in know knowing it's a troll. I'm gullible. That's why it gets me every time. Mm, well, maybe we'll Skype you in. That's a lie. I would never do that. <laughs> he got me again. <laughs> After I just said he got me, he got me a second uh, time. What around. a show. We, is that it? That was it, right? We could go back to an old letter that we got dissed and dismissed on. Really? Oh, yeah. Is this real? Yeah. What, what's this letter? Well, we got to read it. It's an old one. Coming back to you, Sethy. The first time that we have ever gone back and reread a letter. Oh, my God. Coming to us from Sethy again. Old mm-hmm. letter. He Wait, says. How old? What's old? Uh, a couple weeks. Jesus. He said. Who would you fellas consider a great lesser-known creative talent in comics? We hear a lot about Bendis, Johns, etc., but who's someone you follow that doesn't get a lot of play? I think, I think we might have read this one, didn't we? We did, did read it. And we, we responded to it. Yeah, but we got stumped. We didn't have anything. Oh. Did we get stumped? I don't think I could think of anybody. No, because I told you to go follow uh, Tradmore and the other guy from uh, Luther Strike. What, what, you weren't in on this one, Dale. So did you have any... Uh... I think I was in on this one. Oh, you were? I apologize. I said Brian Wood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a great talk about Becky Cloonan mm. and her work on Northlanders, and we found out what the issue numbers were. I must have zoned out. No, I remember it. We struggled to get those names. The only two that I could think of in their mainstream now is uh, DNA, Dan Abnett, and Andy Lanning. And then, Are they doing some kind of Legionnaire book or something now? They used to be. Now they're on like Marvel Space characters, Guardians well, of the Galaxy. Brian maybe? Bendis is taking that over, Marvel Cosmos. Did you hear about this? Great. Yeah. Jeez. Infinity Gauntlet 2. Speaking of Bendis and before they got big, has any of us ever read Powers? I have. Great. Are you trolling I us think right up now? to like... Uh, <laughs> never read it. Never read it. It's like volume 7, I think. Okay. I tried. It's not for me. It's as nice as I can get. Yeah? Paul Smith. <laughs> <laughs> what a show. Good show. What a show. What a show. Uh, Meetup. July 20th. 
This is the last show before the meetup. Oh, boy. So, no tickets, no reservations. Just uh, come on down to Barcade. Mark might not even be there. Introduce yourself, Are you giving too. me an out? If you come and you've you've introduced us, introduce yourselves to us, too, please. Please. That'd I mean, be a big help. I mean, it's just going to be the four of us, let's be honest. Right now. I can't wait. We, the four of us can hang out. We never do that. We do never do that. It's true. As soon as, we're, as soon as I hit the stop button, we just leave. Well, it's like 2.30 in the Maybe morning. Maybe we'll get more of the origin of Mark. All I know is he came from Cleveland. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's black. Uh-huh. His birthday is in July. A week after yours. And he may or may not have a job. Hmm. Tune in. There might be more. We'll see everybody next week. Someone had a rebuttal. I did. I did too. It was for Jonesy's lightning round. Lay um, it on him. You said it Thick. was almost as good as Ends of the Earth, talking about Amazing Spider-Man's current run? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say better. Really? Yep. How, wow. how exactly is that a rebuttal? Just an contradicting, contradicting what you said. Wait, what's what's so? Wait, the lizard issues are better than Ends of the Earth, in my opinion. I'm liking them more than Ends of the Earth, and I like Ends of the Earth, but I'm really loving the lizard issues. Just yeah, so I agree. They're they're very good. Silliest thing I ever heard. Sometimes you don't have to have the world at stake to make it a good book. You can make it some character's world. That's what's going on right now in the lizard stories. I just uh, binged on uh, Amazing because I've. For weeks and weeks and weeks, I haven't read it. So I just powered through Ends of the Earth and the two lizard issues. And I mean, I just got to... Like, when I, th- when, I'm, when I will think back at, like, the comic run, that's, like, my run. You know how people have their... That's my jam, as uh, Slim and I on the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack when we listen. <laughs> uh, Stan Slot on Spider-Man is going to be my Spider-Man, I think. Let me go ahead and, and agree with you there. I think it's just uh, maybe it's because I'm main I'm paying attention more, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm able to uh, view the comics or love the comics in so many so many more angles or or perspectives as an adult. But I mean, he's just he just does it for me as far as Spider Man. Love him. Um, tweet me, Dan Slot. Tweet me. Uh, so good when writers have like a solid run on something. Like, Dan Slott's been holding it down on Amazing Spider-Man for almost 70 issues. Like what I was saying earlier, Peter David's been on X-Factor for years. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Brubaker, Bendis, all you, of them in their long runs. Did you guys see my teaser tweet at the end of the uh, letters the letters page of the uh, Spider-Man? Steve yeah, Wacker. I did see that. What's up with that? And nobody I mean, will answer you. Nobody will answer me. And it basically says, uh, he's basically implying that after issue 700 of Spider-Man, you may not get the same creative team on Spider-Man. He's like, just he's like, just mark my words right now. This is the pinnacle of creativity on this book. All the people uh, contributing to it, and I'm just like, what? What are you talking about? Tell me, is <laughs> is Dan Slott leaving? Is like 
And um, then <laughs> Umberto or Caselli leaving. Then like, you tweet a Dan Slot and you're like, answers. Steven, I'm like, Steven won't answer me, Dan. Help me. <laughs> Dan and then he ignored me and kept continued bickering Gail Simone. I, like, I kind of read it as if like the monthly, the bi-monthly format was changing. But it definitely it, was ominous. Yeah, it was. It was very ominous. Dan has not made it a secret that he is, if he leaves Spider-Man, to quote him, he's going kicking and screaming. He does not want to leave this book. I mean, how cool is that? He got the right issued 600 and 700. Yeah, mm, that's, yeah, that's pretty great. That's pretty dope. I mean... And then the, he says something earth-shattering is going to change yeah, everything about Spider-Man. Who knows? Oh, this is it. Slim, <laughs> let's gaze. <laughs> Spider-Man, Mary Jane, get married again. You heard it here first. <laughs> get out of here. He remits, omit. Remit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, this is it. This is this is my jam. Is this is it the new? last call? Uh, or? This is Desiree. I'm not sure if you've heard it. What you know about some Desiree? Sing it. I'm getting tingles. Romeo and Juliet soundtrack? Get out of here right now, bro. Never seen the movie. Oh, my God. Soundtrack. You don't have to. Just listen to the soundtrack. Just listen to the music. With that song playing, I feel like it's the end credits in a movie where it just gives you dialogue letters of what happened like jonesy never made it home that night why why is it gonna be about me keep oh my, my name God. out your mouth <laughs> <laughs> uh so who's gonna take over spider-man zeb wells give it never back in a million i can't Wade? even i can't even write eight what's continuous happening with issues avengers, of avenging what's happening with that title you hate it now what's, what's going on no i i think the last issue was the epilogue to ends of the earth i enjoyed it the art was complete garbage. Garbage. Really? Who was on art? Uh, Matt Wasn't Clark. Wasn't supposed to be the premier, like secondary Spider-Man title. You get yeah. awesome guest stars and awesome creative teams. What happened to that? Nothing. It, mm, yeah, it I don't know. Fizzled. I think maybe they're trying to also showcase some talent, lesser-known talent, maybe. But uh, the the prologue issue was was okay. I mean, it was all about you know Spider-Man has issues with people dying and Silver Sable. You know, has oh, a, yeah, that's what I want. features prominently in the issue, or does she? And really? uh, but Matt Clark, I think, is the artist, and it's probably it's listening right now. Just wasn't. But uh, Kelly Sue and uh, Dexter Soy or somebody is uh, Captain Marvel next. I'm Avenging on the, I'm on the fence about that uh, art. Oh yeah, the Dexter, Dexter Soy. Soy on Captain Marvel. It's definitely Kelly uh, describes it as like Led Zeppelin, like heavy metal art, and I agree with her. It's Definitely like who says this? Kelly. Oh, Kelly, Kelly Sue. Sue. Um, but it's it's definitely a, a weird vibe. Well, what, what did you think about this? There was a internet hubbub over when Spider Man tortured Sandman with that acid. What did you think about that scene? Did you even think twice about it when you read it? I didn't. I did. I think I did because it was so peculiar. There was some guy wrote an essay on it. Oh wow! On uh, way too much time with on hands. the internet about how it's revolt, it's like repulsive that Spider-Man would allow. He's like waterboarding. Yeah, it's essentially Spider-Man allowing waterboarding to happen. I didn't even think about it when I read it. I I thought it was. Uh, I honestly I noticed it, but I was like, oh, that's Silver Sable. Like I, but I didn't even think either way. I mean, no, hmm. no, it's not essay worthy. Think if I had a rebuttal, there was a hubbub. I had a I I had a rebuttal saying that I don't think you'll ever 
not buy you're only going to buy and review 99 cent comics now i think that's who said this because you're i think you're so high on 99 cent comics right now you never review a i'll comic. never do a non 99 yeah. cent comic yeah I'll be honest. I am losing time to read anymore. No, I know. I, I hear you. I know you started saying that ages ago, and I didn't get it. But now I get it. I I don't have any. I don't know what it is. I I did page through uh, Mark's copy of Batman Earth One earlier, but that's like the, what I read was what I what I or what I talked about in, on these last two shows was what I read. Yeah, I I find that. I don't have an interest in reading a lot of other stuff anymore. I don't yeah, know what's happening. I think, Agreed. I'm, I think I'm dying. Are we quitting? Is this it? This is this is how I bring up the end of the show. <laughs> this is subtly. That's the fun part about getting old when your free time is so marginal. I, I time the only time I get to read anymore is when I'm laying in bed at like one AM going to sleep. You don't yeah. sleep. This is all long troll. <laughs> I'm just at the long the long, the troll. long troll. Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> this is the long troll. Um, what I've I've been reading? Let me go through my my comics right now on the iPad. I, I I've been reading um some of the Dark Knight Legends of the Dark Knight. Um, because I'm so in love with the new digital stuff, so I found one where they where they go and retell Do- Mister Doctor Mister Freeze's story. Doctor Mister Freeze. Are you talking about that annual? <laughs> no, this one is um it's called Snow, I think. Part yeah. one of five. I oh, also, you mean the Legends of the Dark? I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I also downloaded Prey, but I just not in the mood to read it. So no, that's, that's, that's my main thing. I'm just not in the mood to read. I read the I uh, I grabbed the Cape 1969. Remember the Cape? Oh yeah, six seasons in a movie. I didn't get it. I think the artist of the original Cape wrote this. Um, Manhattan Projects. I love, but I just it's sitting on my iPad. Not in the mood. Is that a Mark Millar Marvel Knights Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 99 cents. Um, Whispers. I love the first two issues of Whispers. Sitting here. What's wrong with me? What's happening? Let's end the show now. Let's end it. Don't feel like reading it. Um, There's uh, just... It's it's tough as an adult with a kid and... A job. A job. There's a... Dream job. <laughs> All right. You're too busy interviewing the creators that write these books. That's why. I mean, even on the 4th of July a couple of weeks ago, I had a whole day off and I was in front of a barbecue griller watching fireworks. A whole day off and I couldn't even work in any comic book reading. I saw you, Slim, and you were telling me about AVX7. It's like, it's like oh, yeah, that did come out today. Mm-hmm. I'll have to try to read it. Mm-hmm. This is the end. My only friend. How do you feel about the end of Paper Cag? I don't like it. This is... My last hobby I get to have. You're just going to end it after this, right? So if you guys end the show. But here's here's something real. I'll try myself with cake beer. Get real right now. Here's something that that I wouldn't be willing to accept, and it would be a harsh reality. If we stop doing the show, we stop reading comics entirely. (laughs) Like, that is something. That's a real possibility. What if? What if? And now everyone's probably freaking out listening to this. Yeah. And then we're going to end the show. This is talk that we would have off the, you know. But right, <laughs> I mean, no. But I think if we ended the show, I think it would free us up to read whatever we wanted and not use. Like sometimes we, the only time we get to spend reading is stuff that we are reading for book club. True, true that. You know, maybe we'd be re-energized. Okay, um, then I, I would maybe 
say that we would stick to the same pool list month in, month out, I think. And we wouldn't, I'd agree we wouldn't try anything now. We wouldn't try I'd anything. I agree with that. I can see that. But you know what, though? When It's like when people were busting on me for still reading comics at 29 going on 30. And I know they're joking. They're my buddies. But I will look at them and tell them, I can't not do it. It's a part of me. So yeah, I love this hobby. It's what I'm passionate about. If the show ends tomorrow, I'm still reading. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, probably. Oh, I did. I read. just sorry. No, go ahead. I I just know like for paper keg for me, it's like I you know there's such a loyalty and there's such a responsibility to the show that I have to read different things for the show, and I'm thankful for that because otherwise I might not try these different books that I read month in and month out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I. I need paper keg to to keep me in the uh, to function as we to function. To say. I need it to function. Someone get Jensie tissue right now. Yeah, if we don't do it, guys, <laughs> please. <laughs> this is just. Please. I had uh, this wacky revelation though, with slash when paper keg ends, and go with me on it. I know it's crazy. Oh, if it ends, we'll still be friends. Will we? We're not that far away from each other. Mark, I don't even know anything about you. This could not be your house. It could be. You probably broke in somebody's house. <laughs> Back to the future style. Read the secret files. I I don't want to think of my life without paper cake. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't want to be a drama queen. But uh, I'll be a drama queen. I don't want it to end. Neither do I. I did read the... Uh, it's passe now when the show, out, the show is out, but I did read The Walking Dead 100. You oh, guys yeah. are in for a treat. We're just sliding that in out of nowhere. Wow. You're going to end the show now? You're just going to Did you know that is the highest pre-ordered comic LCS print in did, history? Did you see that, like, Walking Dead is, like, responsible for 50% of diamond sales? Did you really? see that article? It's nutty. It's what's happening. It's crazy. If without the Walking Dead, Diamond, like, di- that's how Diamond stays in business. It you know who like. just shut off the podcast? Tony Moore. <laughs> The pre-orders alone on the print book are a little over 400,000 Well, there's pre-orders. like 10 variant covers. I'm sure that helps yeah, out. You're probably right. Are you getting all 10? I'm, I'm only getting one. No. I'm not. There's people out there I buying all 10. Let's see if I can get my hands on so that, that variant that's floating around. Eh. You have a better chance than any of us getting sure. it. Kind of quiet over there, Jonesy. What you Jonesy thinking? Jonesy is so sad. I'm sad, you guys. The cra- show is not ending for Jonesy, at least it, another few months. It's just so, <sighs> well, Jonesy, uh, what? Slim, why would you... <laughs> s- don't tell me that. We were no, still it just seems like other. every time we do an episode of Paper Keg, Mark's got to bring it down. Last time we were I talking about the death down. of spouses. Now we're talking about the death of Paper Keg. How did I bring this down? <laughs> I did not bring this up. I don't even remember that. I, I tried to block it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no! I think I do remember. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! How did I bring it down? It's not. Uh, it's no. Jonesy. I'm here to tell you. All right, Spencer, Spencer and they're fisting pounds. Pound fisting. Oh, I don't know what's happening? Way to do what a show! Paradise to get it back. What a show, you guys! Just want to say that if we did end it on sixty-seven, what a way to go! <laughs> not that we're ending. We got Stop. the meet up. We got the meet up to make the announcement. We'll Is that when we're gonna? Go? <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, uh, or we'll are we? We'll see everybody at the meetup. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be great. Come out. We troll too much about the end of the show. <laughs>